James Gunn delivers his closing chapter to his Guardians trilogy in dramatic and emotional fashion. We discuss Volume 3 and the trilogy as a whole in this episode of Reels Review. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome in today's episode of Reels Review. I am Donovan Weaver. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Jack Myrick. Jack, how are we doing on this Sunday morning? Doing great. Uh, I got work later today, so that'll be fun. You do. I've got I've got my coffee in my hand. This is the first time we've ever, I think, recorded before 10, so I think I just woke up like, what, 30, 40 minutes ago. You've been up for a good bit, so this yeah. should be interesting. We'll see how the thoughts play out for... I would say one of the best movies we've seen this year, uh, uh, probably the most anticipated movie we were going to watch this year, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, James Gunn's last uh, film in the MCU before he departs and takes over DC uh, Studios. So this was a very big one. The Guardians has has been lauded as some of the best MCU films, especially that first one when it came out in 2014. Nobody knew these characters kind of came out of nowhere, and people loved it. Volume 2's a little more uh, diversive, but I think overall people like that one a good bit too. And I don't know, the reviews are very good for this last one. What did you think overall of this this, uh, third film in this trilogy? I think it's probably the best of the trilogy. It's definitely the best Marvel movie that's been put out in a while. It's probably up there as one of the best it told a story that was you know made you feel emotion of happiness sadness anger which i think that's what you try to do as a storyteller in in hollywood uh we saw this opening night thursday seven o'clock in the big d shout out to amc uh theaters uh pack theater uh for that and it just re- I remember we had that big episode on should theaters go away or not, and all that. And this is the kind of movie that, yeah, bring that, you, people that, in. that you point to. You're like, because, I don't know about you, but seeing it with that many people, it's a great movie. And yeah. when it's like that big of a movie with these kind of stakes and these kind of characters that you love, you want to see it on a big screen like that. Uh, I don't I don't know if it's quite as good as the first one. It's hard to compare them, though, because they're just different films. See, the first one's it's introducing the characters that nobody knows because I'm not a huge comics guy, but definitely not. I didn't know who Star-Lord was or Gamora or Jarax or any of those people. But then this is the ending to a lot of these uh, characters' arcs. And uh, this is a character piece. Uh, plot's very thin, which I think is fine. I know a lot of people have kind of been uh, dogging the movie a little bit for that, but I didn't think you needed some big extravagant plot because... When the characters are this good, and you have so many of them, a simple story is really all you need. And I think they find a perfect story to uh, to just kind of end everything off, especially where these characters are, because a lot of these characters are in an awful place when we start this movie. Uh, just go into the plot real quick. What did you think of the plot? Did it bother you that it was a little thin, or you thought it was good? I thought it was good. You know, it followed... It was mainly just about Rocket and his, the creation of him and how he became who he is and him dealing with the truth of who he is. And I think that was great. I think, and, and it was really big on friendship. The whole movie was, I mean, just how it built up showing how much they love Rocket and, 
And though Rocket's lost some friends, he still has family and friends that love him. I thought the movie worked best when... So basically, how it's set up is Rocket is injured, life-threatening, and they need to go save him, but they need to go somewhere to get the information to save him. So that's the setup for the movie. And I think the movie is amazing when you get the flashback sequences to Rocket when he's growing up. And just real quick, people have said, like, if you don't like animal cruelty or, or animal torture, you might not need to go see this movie. I don't think it's, like, that bad, but there are a couple of sequences where you're like, oh, my gosh. I mean, the high evolutionary, that's the villain of this movie. They make you hate this dude. Like, he's just a terrible person. Uh, I know a lot of people think he's not maybe the strongest villain, but when you get somebody that detestable, I, I think that's really all you need. If, if you want to see a villain lose just because how bad they are i think they do a very good job with him but uh no this this movie works best when they go to the when they're telling rocket's story and then also just seeing how much the guardians care about him and will do literally anything to save him think the plot while not again not the most epic or you know thought-provoking plot in the world. We're just trying to save our friend. I think it works very well for this, especially when you got basically a family, a broken family, but a family that have all been coming together over the last, what, nine years is when the first Guardians came out. And I think it kind of, it ends it very well. Let's go into the characters because this is a character piece, and I guess we'll go into Rocket. Uh, what would you think of his uh, story that they did tell? Very sad. <laughs> I mean... That seeing what he went through, what he lost, and then I think also he kind of, you know, then eventually realizes what he has still. But I mean, he still loses in a way. I think I think it was really good. I th- it definitely made people feel. I know for CGI animals, which is pretty funny to think about. You're sitting there in the theater crying over an otter. And a warus in like a wheelchair. That's that's I mean, that's pretty impressive to get emotion out of people over that, you know, that shows you the, the genius of the story they were telling. Uh I, I totally agree because I think it's hard we've we've done this before. When it's just CGI fest and you can tell it's CGI, it can be really hard to get us engaged, in my opinion at least. Like I like grounded character works. Uh, I felt everything. Uh, when you get me upset when a CGI otter gets shot, like really upset, and you see a raccoon like ball, like screaming because of it, and you're yeah. and you're invested in it, like it's not stupid. Like in any other movie, that should, you should be like, this is dumb. Like this CGI fest, I don't care. But no, they really do make you feel for this character. And now I want to go back and watch the other two Guardians films. Because I'm sure there's Easter eggs all throughout there about how Rocket makes decisions based off what he went through. And I've heard a lot of people, because a lot of people say that uh, Guardians 2 was kind of a letdown, but this movie makes it better. So now I, like, I'm interested to go back and watch it and see how the whole trilogy plays out. Yeah, I think it's always fun with movies when you get a trilogy like this and then you watch the other two films and how they play into that third one. And it can make uh, the third one better or worse, but a lot of people are saying it's better. But no, Rocket story very well. They end up end up saving him. Uh, all the emotions hit right for me. Even the 
the classic, you know, we have to save them all cliche. Uh, that worked for me too. Even the, the ending when he's with the, uh, the little baby raccoons and they're, mm-hmm. and they're like, t- uh, and, he, and he touches them and I'm, I'm no, it, it all worked for me. And then that leads us into Peter Quill. We get Quill's in a terrible place when we start this movie. He's a drunk, a drunkard. Uh, they've kind of established that that's pretty much all he does. But I guess losing your girlfriend would be pretty tough, even if she does get brought back. And uh, what do you think of Peter's arc? I think with Peter, he then comes to the realization of that he's got to move on, kind of. It's that he's got to let it go because even though she's alive, the person that he knew still is gone, like technically. There is a little glimpses here and there, but she's that still isn't the same uh, Gamora that he loved because she's from what I think was like a. I mean, I think it's the same timeline, isn't it? Though it's the same timeline. Oh. It's just like ten years beforehand. Yeah. So like, like so there's still a technically a chance, but she's now lived a different life. She's now experiencing different things. So it's mainly him having to cope with. She's gone. I gotta move on, and that's like because he doesn't think he's got family, and then he he comes to like I do have family still home, and he comes like comes realization that he needs to be there for those people. No, I think they did a really good job. I'm glad they didn't just like get them back together at the end of the movie either, because I don't think they should be together. I think it it was a nice moment where Gamora kind of comes full circle too, and it's almost like. It's like they've come to accept that they once were something, but they're probably not going to be anything anymore. I like how that all played out. I was really worried. I thought they, I thought they were going to kill him when he was out there in space. I thought he was yeah. dead, and I was like, "That's just that's a terrible." It would have been pointless. No, it would have been really bad. And again, shockingly, nobody dies in this movie, which they teased it a lot. They did, and I would have thought at least one major character, if not two or three, would have bit the dust. Knowing what you know, Batista. I thought, yeah, I thought Drax was gonna die. Like they, they teased him like two or three times. Well, Batista in that said, uh, uh, Zoe uh, Saldana, she plays Gamora. I thought she might have, she might bite the dust because she already said she's done with her character. Uh, so I thought a lot of people were gonna die, but they didn't. I thought, I think with Peter, it is really good, kind of figuring out what matters in life. And the scene that got me the most, a lot of saying, a lot of scenes did. This is a very emotional movie. But when he goes back and he sees his uh, grandpa and they embrace, that's when I started to tear up. Uh, that's the one that got me. So Peter's character arc worked really well. Obviously, Chris Pratt is amazing. He's, to me, very underrated. I feel like a lot of people, he gets cast in everything, so they're like tired of seeing him. But as far as someone who can make me laugh and make me feel emotion, he does it better than... Anybody, I think, working today. I think he's a fantastic actor, and I think he works really well in this movie. And then just kind of playing out the rest of the Guardians, uh, Drax and Manus, I think their chemistry is amazing. I think mm-hmm. they were the funniest part of this movie. Every time Drax opens his mouth is, to me, just comedy gold without fail, everything he says. And then Mantis, I liked her a lot better here than in uh, Volume 2, which I know in Volume 2 she's just getting introduced, but... I think their uh, their dynamic works really well. Yeah, what did you think of uh, Nebula? I liked her a lot too. See, I I never liked Neb- Nebula all that much. Which I don't. You're not meant to when she's first introduced. You know, she's mm-hmm. Thanos' daughter. She's a bad person. I think uh, Karen Gillian. She plays Nebula. Uh, she plays Ruby Roundhouse in 
uh, Jumanji. Uh, she's good in that too. But she, nice little, again, character arcs. They do it with everybody. From seeing her all the way back in the first, I think, is Guardians the first time she's introduced or is it? Is uh, I think she's yeah introducing Guardians. Yeah, uh, seeing her from where she went there to even in Volume Two, she's still a bad person, and then when you first start seeing her turn is when she's with Tony Stark, uh, in in the beginning of Endgame, and seeing where she's come, because the whole movie plays out and Manus calls her out at the end, like you're you're just mean to everybody and you call it everybody's flaws, and you finally say that at the end that I think Nebula realizes that like she can't have a family she's had all this awful stuff happen to her with you know her dad being a mass murderer and all uh but i think it ends very well she's very good did did you like her character i did i think it showed her in raucous relationship at where she showed emotion for the first time when she finds out rocket's alive because it was her and i don't I don't know why I can't remember exactly when she had her baby face turn where she became a good guy. Um, I I know it was mate. Was it? I had. I know it was before Endgame because her and Rocket had that five years together, and that's all that they had was was just Rock. She all she had was Rocket, so they became real close friends, and that's why you could. I think that was great storytelling to like show that little nod to that of they had that time to bond and know each other and show the emotion that of losing someone that you've gotten to know over the past few years, just be taken away from you, but then brought back. No, I agree. Uh, and then real quick, shout out to Craglin and Cosmo, the space dog, two characters that uh, don't get a ton of screen time, but whenever they're on screen made me laugh. And Cosmo's weird. Cause she's one of those characters that, especially with the voice that could get annoying real quick. Mm -hmm. And the running joke is that Craglin at the beginning of the movie says she's a bad dog and Cosmo just can't, she can't handle that. Like she hates it. And the payoff was nice at the end. I I liked all that. I thought that running joke was very good. Craglin at the beginning cracked me up when, uh, and we'll get into him next when Adam Warlock shows up and he's, and he's like finding himself and then he whistles and he tries to take him out with the uh with the arrow and it just like bounces off uh will will polter's um character and he he's like who threw that and, she, and he's just he's just like sitting there with like this uh, woman crying and so i don't know I, what, what did he say like pathetic pathe- uh, yeah pathetic yeah. or he, he says like baby or yeah, something, baby, like, that. Yeah, something um, like that but no i thought they were great the one character uh there's two characters who I, I don't have glowing reviews for one's a high evolutionary. I, th- I think he's a, I think he's a good villain. Mm-hmm. I think he's strong. Somebody said he get kind of gets worse as the movie goes along because he when he just starts screaming and stuff. And I get that. I liked him as kind of like this just evil, menacing, calm presence. I wish they would have kept that. You like him becoming more manic throughout the movie? No, because I feel like everybody does that. I liked him a lot more when he was just kind of this calm, uh, like brooding, terrible person. But I, I do think they set him up well. Mostly, not what he's thinking, but what he does is just awful. And they, they've went to this well before because him and Ego essentially have the same thing. They're trying to get something that they created back. Ego trying to get Peter back, and uh, High Evolutionary trying to get Rocket back. 
for their own benefit. So it's almost like the same villain kind of plan, if you think about it, from Volume 2. But uh, I think I think he's mostly good. It gets a little worse as the movie goes along when he starts screaming. What about you? I didn't, it didn't bother me. I don't think really any of the characters fully bothered me at all. I, I enjoyed pretty much everyone in the movie. I mean, I, maybe not enjoyed, I guess, but like, I didn't have a problem with anyone. The main cast I loved. I think they did a great job. Uh, uh, the standout for me, well, I guess two, would be Will Poulter and Dave, uh, Dave Batista. Because I think they, they did a great job. Really? Okay, yeah. so let's let's get into, real quick, let's get into Adam Warlock. Because this is the one thing that people are getting mad at this movie for. Saying they didn't do this character justice at all. And, in a sense, he's not in it a whole lot. He's kind of just there as a henchman, essentially. He, yeah. He starts the movie off. He, he's the reason Rocket gets hurt. And then... Yeah, he just kind of does whatever he's told until at the end he finally comes full circle and now he's part of the ga- uh, the Guardians. If you stay for the post credit scene, he's a guard. Uh, he's a Guardian of the Galaxy now. But a lot of people are like, eh, y'all, y'all kind of teased this for like what four, six years, and this is all you did with them. So I know a lot of people weren't too thrilled about that, but that, that didn't bother you. No, I know that in the comics he is like the Jesus kind of character. I think that's right. Where, but that's not the story that was being told in James Gunn's trilogy. He had set up that he was a creation by High Evolutionary, and it's. I don't want to butcher it because I know he Gunn kind of had a message with that. Like he is a flawed creation. He's not perfect. He's not gonna be this amazing, you know, Superman like character. And that's why it didn't bother me, because I knew it wasn't at like faithful to the comics, so that didn't like phase me at all. And I think, I mean, for a Marvel for an MCU character, it it could have been worse. <laughs> oh, it could have been much worse. It it didn't really bother me either. Uh, again, someone who hasn't read the comics, uh, which I I think they did a lot of cool imagery with it. Like for, um, you know, they mimic the famous painting of uh adam oh, i can't remember the full name of it um where it's at, i think it's adam and god the painting where oh, they're touching yeah, with, with peter yeah, yeah i thought that was there. like nice little homage to that uh no yeah i, I it, it didn't really bother me either and will poulter's actually got a couple of jokes that made me laugh pretty good in this one especially when they're in, in quote-unquote interrogating one of the ravagers and he just incinerates him oh yeah he just incinerates him and that that was the first glimpse of uh well not maybe not the first glimpse but just when we started to realize oh james gunn really must have fought for this will be the most graphic pg-13 movie oh this is a horror pg-13 uh and also has the first f-bomb and just kind of like out of nowhere f-bomb because i I, we we, yeah we knew it was in here because it'd been reported that james gunn's like yeah i I put an f-bomb in there first one mcu and I kind of like that they use it on just like a regular scenario. Yeah. He's just saying open the door. Yeah, just saying like open the door because that's 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 where you would use that in like everyday life where like you're trying to just like a menial task. You're like, okay, come on, let's go, let's go. And somebody just yeah, can't just, do it. And, and then yeah, you just like lose, lose it. Like yeah. you lose it and you say that. But I, I thought uh, that was good. Yeah. Overall, character arcs, I think they did pretty great with everybody. 
what did you think of the action? Because I know a lot of people are lauding that hallway sequence. Yeah, you know, that's, that, that's immediately what I was thinking of. That, that one-shot hallway sequence is ma- it, the best in the Guardians franchise and not one of the best action sequences in the MCU. Yeah, for sure. It was it was great. I loved it. The the seeing their teamwork throughout, and then you have Peter throwing little taser things. You have Groot and Rocket working together. Uh, kind of a little freaky with Nebula getting her neck broken and just hanging out because I know she's like she's a cyborg now technically. So yeah, she's she, just, yeah, she's a couple exorcist moments yeah. where you're just like, oh god, like she's the way like she's her moving. jaw broken at one point. Yeah, the so. way she, the way that it like relines. But no, no I agree. I, I thought that scene was awesome. I thought the action overall was very strong when they take over the high evolution and the music ship. for it no sleep to bro- the beast oh, yeah. yeah i did i loved it i, I love the way i don't know the way uh uh star lord just turns around because he he kind of wants to leave he's like hey we got to get out of here rocket's like no we have to save them all and so rocket says i'm done running he walks Groot kind of turns around and then peter looks like slightly annoyed but he's like yeah that's the right thing to do let's turn around we're the guardians of the galaxy no, I thought the action was very good. Throughout the movie, it was good. Even the opening sequence, I thought they did a good job of why they weren't working together. You know, Peter's hungover, so he, he's uh, Adam attacks in the middle of the night. Uh, he goes for Rocket, Nebula. It also kind of shows their strengths. I, they make Nebula a really strong character in this movie with her arm. Like mm-hmm. That thing is deadly. And also Drax. Like, I, I know Drax is strong, but he... Kind of, he. I mean, he goes toe to toe with Adam there for a little bit until mm-hmm. Adam gets the better. They of him. all got like good, like they each had their moment of defeating Adam. Like starts off with Nebula, and then she gets wrecked, and then Groot. and then it grew, then Groot, then he gets turned just like he, you know, <laughs> little, cocoons him, yeah, and then head. he just just breaks out of the cocoon, and it just leaves Groot as his little head, like a little spider, and then it goes to I think it went to Drax after that. But uh, as far as the action sequences, I really liked when they. When they're going to get the plans, this that whole just that whole time they're on. I, I don't I don't remember what it's called, but that that little planet where it goes from they meet Nathan Fillion's character, who's just like the security guard kind of person, and they have a little scene where they're talking about uh, how they have like incompetent people they work with, and that 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 made me chuckle. And then uh, Gamora, you see like her brutality and. Chris Pratt's like astonished, like we're supposed to be the good guys, we're not supposed to like kill people, you know, we're just yeah. like threatening them and stuff like that. No, action was very good because uh, I'm actually not a huge action guy. I like dialogue, but when it's stuff like this, I think it works very well. Uh, what about favorite scenes? What, what, are, what were your favorite scenes? Because there's, there's a lot of different ones you can point to, and depending on the mood, if you're feeling like if you're in your feels or you want to see like big action sequences. I think there's a lot. There's not like a really to me a standout because there's a lot of ones you can pick. Ooh, I'm trying to think. That's because there's a lot of good comedy scenes. Like I think this has been probably one of the funniest movies I've seen in a while. There's good as as we just stated, good action and good dialogue scenes. Mm, I'm trying to think. Pro- probably. I'm gonna have to go with probably Rocket and his friends in the in their cell. I think all that dialogue is great, especially when they're. I think when they're giving each other names, I think that, that was really that, good. That, that's a really and then the uh, the little bunny when she says floor yeah. that, that actually got me. I was like, oh, this is but, like. But I think James Gunn. I don't know if you're picking, it, but he did a lot of little subtle things throughout this movie, which I thought were genius. Like, I mean, this is dumb because we're just we're at the end of the day we're simpletons. We're not. 
you know, film majors or anything. But, for example, another film thing which I thought was pretty smart, if you picked up on it, which was when um, Mantis is talking to Peter about, you know, trying to get through him, trying to get to him, like, break down the walls that he's put up. I think it was really cool doing that scene while they're getting through the shields. Mm. And I was like, that was pretty smart. Like, as they break through the shields, Mantis is still struggling to break through Peter's shields. Yeah. And I thought that was like, oh. As uh, as Drax would say, metaphor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, I there to me, there's a lot of great scenes in this movie. Again, the the one we the one I just referenced was Drax. <laughs> this one got me. I'm a child. I really do. I have child humor when Drax is talking to Peter. Mm-hmm. So, Manus is trying to get Peter to realize that he needs to just kind of grow as a person and nobody and the whole thing is nobody listens to Manus so she tries to get Drax to talk to him and he's doing well for a little bit and Peter kind of calls him out that it all breaks down and Manus's plan goes kaput but that's a really funny one uh one we haven't talked about though was when they when Peter and Groot meet the high evolutionary mm-hmm. I, th- I think that scene's great the uh, just them talking that that all works like the evil plan thing and then Another great action sequence is, is when Groot and him just start killing everybody. When the, when he pulls out the guns from under him, mm-hmm. I thought that was awesome. Like I love that scene, and I thought him and Groot working well together. It was just like it just seamlessly. It's like oh, they've done this before. I know this sounds weird, but it's like oh, look at the chemistry. It made me think of like WWE when like a, a good tag yeah. team has really good chemistry. Uh, that was to me one one of the scenes people aren't going to really talk about. Very, very good. Again, this just goes back to the action was great. And then there's so many emotional scenes you can point to. But uh, I, I think I might have to agree with you when, when they're giving each other names or when they're just dancing and you see a little rocket running around and the, the floors chasing them. I, I thought that was pretty nice. But overall, how did you think? Because this is probably, this is definitely the last time we're going to see this Guardians team, like with these Together, specific yeah. characters. Like, did, did it leave you satisfied where it left off? I think it left me satisfied knowing that the MCU is done. This is great. <laughs> this is a great way to end the MCU. There's no more coming out. There's not another movie. It's over. It's awesome. The great ending. Um, yeah, it did. I mean, all jokes aside, it, it, it did leave me satisfied knowing that this is the end to James Gunn's trilogy. Because I don't even want to call this MCU just because I've... Also, I know we've we we're beating a dead horse here. How bitter we are to the MCU right have now. Have we mentioned it? I don't know, but um, I think what left me satisfied was the fact that we got to get the payoff of these characters and know where they're going, who they are now, what how they've grown over these three films. I think it's. And this is really this is a testament to James Gunn as a filmmaker uh, and a writer, because there's so many characters in here, and I think that that's probably a, a, like a minor criticism I have with the movie. It's not their fault. There are a lot of people in here, and there's a lot of people you got to have character arcs for. And I think just about everybody, great character arcs. Uh, Peter uh, going back to see his grandpa uh, and coming to peace with the Gamora. That's awesome. Gamora having uh, having like a little mini character arc, which James Gunn wasn't accounting for her dying. So what what is interesting is that he had to write based off what they did with his characters. Because remember he 
he said that he didn't like Peter like losing yeah, he didn't school. like Star Lord and all that. So he had to pretty much change probably his trilogy. Uh, so good on him being able to do that. Uh, Nebula is great. Groot's seeing him go through all the different stages uh, from being like old man Groot to little baby Groot, teenage Groot, and I, I lo- this is my favorite version of Groot. I I, I just I like the big kind of Hulk looking Groot. I thought that was great. No, I, I think I think everybody. I, it, it leaves it with the, just like a nice little like this is great rocket is finally kind of at peace a little bit uh he, he got to face his creator who was just, who was just awful to him and now he is the rightful captain uh, underrated one was drax because when we meet him drax is just a broken man you remember he, thanos kills his family and even nebula's little line says you're not the destroyer you're, you're a you're a dad that got me and uh just real just a real real nice real feel good ending uh nobody dying which i, I thought was gonna be a negative no I'm, actually i, I like yeah, we don't even see the high evolutionary necessarily die on screen we're they're just kind of like oh he's on the ship it explodes he just explodes so no very very nice send off to this to which i would say is arguably the best trilogy in the mcu captain uh uh Captain America's got a great one, and so does Iron Man. But I think I think this might take the top spot as best trilogy. And, yeah, it's the end of the MCU. This is going to be the last good film, so I hope people enjoy it because, uh, yeah, I think it's over. It had a good run. It did have a good run. Where do you think they go from here, though? Because the ending credits say the, the legendary Star-Lord will return. And as we know, Batista's not coming back. Guns off to DC land. Uh, and even... What's interesting, Chris Pratt says he's not going to come back unless, like, the story's great because he wants to do justice to James Gunn. But then the title credit says that the legendary Star Wars will return. You want to give your theory on what they think they're going to do with that? I think they're going to take from the comic, the legendary Star Lord, where he has his sister, Victoria, I think is her name. She comes in, uh, and they have to face off. And I think eventually, yeah, she, eventually she becomes the next Star-Lord. So I think that's where we're going to be headed. I, I could see that happening. And that will make no money. Zero. Zero dollars at the box office. I, I hope they do that. It'll be, they, they probably will. You know they will. That, that would just... I think, But they could. I think what they will do, they will introduce Super Mario to the MCU. It will come in, him and Luigi, defeat everyone. See, here's the thing. As much as I love Chris <laughs> Pratt, I don't... I don't I don't want to see the Guardians handled by anybody else other than James Gunn. I, th- I feel like he, like he, nobody knew who these characters were until he got his hands on them. He created these people. He made you care about them. He knows yeah. how to direct them. I mean, he, he, even in, you can tell like they're like, they're great in Infinity War, but you can tell somebody else is doing it. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't want to see Star Lord come back if it's not James Gunn under the helm, and we know he's not going to be at the helm. Because he's doing uh, DC now, which is uh, where I will be putting my money. But I, I think they should just let it go. I think all these characters should be done. I'm fine with them continuing Rocket as the captain and them doing a whole new set of characters, which is what they should do. I don't want them to bring back um, anybody else, especially, dear God, uh, if they uh, if they recast uh, Star-Lord and do what you just said. I don't think people will be very happy. I don't think that'll go over well at all. Also, just replacing Chris Pratt as Star-Lord, 
I don't know who could do that. Like, he is Star-Lord, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think it's more, very likely, though, that that could happen because this comic was written, I want to say 2014. So it's under the Disney regime of Marvel. So knowing Disney, they're probably going to want to get that product out there. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's going to be bad, but it's just... It could be good. It's just how they execute it. And I don't think with, I mean, as you said, James Gunn, just, it. I think they just need to keep, like, you got to have someone that's going to be able to have consistency with these characters and not damage them in other movies by giving them to another director. Because we've seen that in a different franchise where one director gave it to another director and ruined some, I don't know, some guy from a sand planet, as you say. Well, yeah, they, um, did. they did ruin some guy from a sand planet. Uh, no, I think, the pro- I think the problem with the MCU is, uh, somebody said this, they direct by committee. Yeah. It's like, it's not one singular vision, even with Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, which... Oh, yeah, there's, there's a thing that came out, I think, this morning about that. Doctor Strange, the sequel, they weren't able to see the end of WandaVision. To to write that movie, that just goes to show you, like, the, why, which I thought you was stupid. Why don't the American Chavez act actress came out and said that they re they rewrote that movie thirty three times, and I'm like, yep, that makes sense. Uh, it's yeah. it's not it's not bad. Like I enjoyed it, but like that's a Sam. It Ra- could have been so much. Better. That's a Sam Raimi. Movie. So it's a Sam better. Raimi movie, and you can t- and it's like half of it's like okay, Sam Raimi. Like I can see the Sam Raimi, and then the other half just feels like MCU. And I'll give James Gunn credit. He puts his foot down. He's like, no, these are this is my movie. All three of them. Those well, are- yeah, mainly because they originally what didn't they did they let him go or did he walk away from the project? I can't. No, they let him go. Well, you know, that well they. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah we, 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 um, we won't get we won't get into it, but they. But yeah, that, I remember the the actors were very big on like. Oh, they, they, to, they yeah. Well, they said we're not coming back. Yeah, Dave Bautista said I'm not coming back. I know. Chris and, Pratt got behind it too. Yeah, it's just. Um, yeah, so we're not coming back if you don't do it. And, and Disney was like, well, I guess I guess we, we probably, we like money. Let's bring him back. And no, he, he is the only one where his vision is throughout the all three movies. Because, again, if you watch a normal MCU movie, you're like, this is just MCU. MCU. It's just, it, it, they become formulaic, the same movies. And that's why, to me... And I know that probably a lot of people disagree with this. I think this is the only good MCU movie since Endgame. I yeah, uh, well, Spider Man. I, I don't. That's that's a, Sony made that. Uh, Marvel didn't. Uh, Marvel didn't have much to do with that. That was yeah, that was then, Sony. I know there was some good storytelling in that, but I a lot of that was nostalgia building up in you in that movie. I feel like. Well, again, I, I think a lot of a lot of people are gonna. Uh, disagree with what i just said because again black black panther wakanda forever's came out i i i've yet to see that i've heard it's like it's good but flawed i've heard there's like good things to it but then it's like just here's the thing there's some there's some really emotional parts and there and there should be obviously mm -hmm. with chadwick boseman's passing they should have just recast the character though I don't know why they didn't, uh, in my opinion. I, I know. If they didn't kill Michael B. Jordan, they could have had him take over. Well, see, you don't see him die, though. That's what they should... They should have brought him back, in my opinion. Uh, Ant-Man was a disappointment. Thor's a disappointment. Uh, Doctor Strange was okay, uh, but not but not great. Uh, Black Widow, I don't think any good. Shang-Chi's overrated. 
I don't mind Shang Chi or whatever. But see, a lot of well, see, I, yeah, it, like, I think I think it's fine. But I think this is the only like great one. What's the of Internals? <laughs> that's a poop fest. That's that's a bad movie. Oh. Um, so, and I like when people were like, you know, I, I hated it, but I, they, they they tried something different. Shut up. It's just bad. I, I I don't care. Okay, well that's cool. I mean, I I can. You want me to go get a camera? I can try something different. Doesn't mean doesn't mean you, you get, you're gonna yeah. like it. So no. It I, honestly felt like an early DCEU film. Honestly, it's rough, 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 rough. But. Uh, no, I think this is it. I mean, even we saw the trailer for the Marvels. Does that did that trailer get you excited for that movie? No, no. And the theater we were in with be, be, this, it's a bunch of nerds. Like we're nerds. This was a nerd fest. The packed theater. You could tell. I mean, you had people with Guardians of the Galaxy T-shirts on. Which was a b- bigger nerd fest, that or Super Mario? Because remember, there's the one guy. He turns around, looks at us, goes, "There's two post credits." Yeah. I'm probably Super Mario. Yeah, probably Super Mario, yeah. <laughs> especially since that, that's a kids movie, yeah. And, uh, and, be, and you had a bunch of grown men in there, uh, yeah. uh, trying to relive their childhood. Which we, we were two of those uh, grown men in there. Yeah, and then there was a dad with his two kids behind us. Like, what, what are they doing here? They, 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 they haven't. They didn't yeah. grow up playing these games. They're too young. They, this is an adult movie. They don't need to see this. Um, no, but which I guess jump to this point real quick. Do you think kids should go see this movie? Do you, would you advise adults to be like, hey, like, what, or what is the age do you think this is appropriate for? I don't... Because... So here's the thing. I, it's If this was like 1980, I think people would be like, this should be rated like NC-17. Like, you shouldn't watch this unless you're a sicko in the mind. I just... Today's age is so weird how... I think I mentioned this. We're just so desensitized to stuff. Even when you're young. You're just desensitized to stuff. So even with, I mean, his the high evolutionary space gets ripped off. I mean, they go full Breaking Bad with this, uh, or yeah. or Dark Knight Rises looks like Two Face. I don't know. I th- they don't the, the the animal cruelty stuff. It's it's more implied, which thank God. I mean, uh, obviously and it's CGI. So it's I think CGI, if you can, so it's not you know distance yourself like that's not reality. Not reality. Um, telling a story. But it's hard to because the story's so good, you're invested. I, I'm not really sure. I maybe. I think you need to watch it, and then if if you're a parent, judge, and then do a judgment judgment call. Uh, you know how you parent. If uh, you don't want a lot of language, if you don't want if your kid doesn't like a lot of little gore, because I mean it's not a horror movie gore, but there was gore to it, then I probably would advise no. Don't go. Don't take your kid. Don't take your kids that are probably. Below the age of seven, or like ten, or whatever, to go see this. Yeah, movie. I'd probably say ten. Maybe it would be my cutoff. But yeah. uh, again, I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm not a parent. Um, so. It won't be for a while, so I don't have to worry about that right now. Well, but, you got you got waters. You take you take good care of waters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I don't know if he, he he I don't know if he could watch this. It'd be a little, <laughs> little too graphic for his little baby eyes. But uh, uh, speak. I mean, I'm the one. We we won't watch Evil Dead Rise together, which is funny. And that's yeah. then that was an experience uh but no i i don't know well final grade well what, what do you got it i'm going nine 9.1 out of 10 Ooh, god very high on it okay I th- well i think it's the best mcu one like 
could be the best MCU film. So and really, okay, I, I'm not I'm not quite that high on it. I think it's really hard to beat like Infinity War. Uh, you think so? I uh, I think Infinity, but, Infinity War is probably my. The, I think Infinity War is the best MCU movie, and then my favorite is just the Avengers. But that's he has some nostalgia. I get that because I mean, with Infinity War, it's a story that's culminating at that point. It's coming to an end. Oh it's, yeah, oh yeah. It's not fair, obviously. Yeah. But uh, I, I think this is why this one is so far up because this is it's culminating. Yeah, it's just three. It's really three films that are. It's ending here because, as I said before, I think the first Guardians. I still like the first Guardians better. They're but they're two different. I think they're both great. They're very different. I think they're both great for what they're doing because, again, one of them's a introducing you to characters you've never freaking heard of, and this one's ending what eight character arcs. I mean, a ton ton of characters in this movie. Uh, I'd probably go 8.5 out of 10. 8.5. Uh, I think it's r- really strong. Great ending to the trilogy, to a great trilogy, because I think I got the first Guardians at like a 9, and then probably the second one's probably around an 8. So three really solid films. Uh, when you look at the Rotten Tomato scores on them, critics 81%, so and then audiences at 95. So yeah. you continue to see critics and audiences be completely split on movies which is interesting because i don't know because a lot of times critics will just give mcu movies great uh great reviews and then and then again with some of them they don't so it's interesting to see like what critics see and how they judge movies because i think sometimes i think sometimes they're right and audiences can be a little polarizing but then other times you're just like, I, like, are we watching the same movie? Because especially when you get scores that are like 98%, then you got Super Mario sent at like, what, 58% crit, uh, critic score. It just doesn't make much sense to me. But I thought as a movie, as a send-off movie to a fantastic trilogy, I think it did everything it needed to. Again, it, I feel like this could easily move up and down because I've already seen it twice. And I liked it just as much as I did the second time as I did the first time, which I think you're one of those people where rewatchability is big for you. So the fact that you, we are able to rewatch this and the jokes still land and all that is a testament to, to the film. And again, don't want to be a big James Gunn fanboy here, but he's to me he's been killing it. I think with all the, every everything he's put out in the last couple of years – these films, uh, the Suicide Squad was great, and then Peacemaker, loved that. It's got me really excited about DC, even though it was good. Even yeah, it was good, and I mean, shoot, the opening credit might might be my favorite opening credits to anything of all time. That's saying something because you were high on Ted Lasso. That oh god, that's a great one too. Um, but no, that one's amazing. But it, it gets me really excited for the D, uh, the DCU even though they've already announced it, we're getting like creature commandos. And I'm excited about that just because I know what D- James Gunn can do with characters I've never heard of, which he did. He's done twice. He did mm-hmm. it with Suicide Squad. I've never heard of a uh, black sport or peacemaker. And then now he's done it with guard and he's done it with the guardians of the galaxy. Great, great trilogy, great ending. Uh, and now the MCU is over. So it's over. it is over. It is done. This is the last one they're ever going to make in my mind, at least. And, yeah, that's it. But next week, we haven't quite decided what we're going to do next week because there's not really any big releases coming out. 
And what fast comes out this week or the next week? I think it's the next week, if I'm not mistaken. I think fast which comes. Which I gotta get you caught up on the fast series, which I'm not a fan of, but uh, I've seen like two of them. I've seen Tokyo Drift, and I know that's like the black sheep of the uh, Fast and the Furious franchise. I actually liked it a lot. So yeah, it's coming out next the week after. And I've seen, and then I've seen bits and pieces of a lot of them. Like I've seen a, a bits and pieces of. Too fast, too furious. Uh, I don't know. It's just that franchise has never really interested me that much. But uh, I, I, I know it's going to be huge. So I guess we, we'll review it. Uh, that'll probably be the one where I think I'll be a lot more down on it than you. But I don't know. Are you like a big fan of that franchise? Not at all. I've just watched them. Uh, so, so you're getting two. So you're getting you who's a casual casual like mm-hmm. you've seen them then you got me who's watched a couple and i'm like eh, well, i've watched the most recent ones that's so yeah, i've at least watched since like the seven till now i've watched all like but i've not i've i have no i guess motivation to go watch the original ones i know that it's come more of an action set piece so i think if you're really just in action you'll enjoy it um and i'm not again i'm a i'm a character guy so i <laughs> I don't think there's any shot that I'm going to like this movie. But, hey, I'm going to go in with an open mind. I've really tried to, especially uh, watching different movies, I've tried to open my mind and when I go into a film and not prejudge it. Uh, either way, like because I feel like a lot of times, it's, it's just through this, it was hard not to see the trailer and you, you hear the music because James Gunn picks amazing songs and you're like, oh, my God, this is going to be the greatest movie of all time. And then it's, I mean, it's not. And... You, but you got to hamper your, which no movie is quite, quote unquote the greatest movie of all time. So you have to just hamper your expectations. I, it, but it goes in reverse. You don't want to go into a movie thinking you're going to hate it because then you're probably going to hate it. So uh, no, it's interesting, the movie going experience. But that is going to do it for us today. Uh, thank you in for listening to our view of Guardians of the Galaxy. We'll be back next week with uh, TBD topic. We're gonna, still trying to hammer that out. But always remember to keep the popcorn popping and the reels rolling.